Susan S. shares her story. I was tired of being rushed through a doctor's visit and having to repeat myself or gather additional paperwork when my specialist wasn't communicating with my primary care doctor. Healthcare is expensive enough without having to manage this too. And even more concerning, what if something gets missed? Trying the direct primary care model was a win for me. I was impressed with my experience. I admire that physicians are changing the trajectory of healthcare, going without contracts with healthcare insurance companies and putting their livelihoods on the line. Why? Because they want to care for patients, really care for patients. They understand the frustrations of their patients and are concerned that the current model of healthcare with gaps and miscommunication could result in a negative outcome and we deserve better. Are you tired of the high cost of healthcare? Are you overwhelmed trying to navigate a complicated healthcare system? Welcome to Get Savvy, demystifying healthcare weekly podcast where we take complicated healthcare topics and make them simple. Imagine if you could stop feeling paralyzed with fear and frustration and instead be empowered to make smart healthcare decisions for you and your family. Get Savvy with your host, Sandy Kibling, a healthcare professional changing how healthcare knowledge is shared. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20, the direct primary care model. Is this model for you? The direct primary care model, or DPC, has grown as health insurance gets increasingly confusing, expensive, and frustrating, allowing for new models of care to rise. Patients without health insurance are fed up with paying skyrocketing monthly premiums and are turning to direct primary care as an option to afford basic medical care. Today, we will discuss, one, what is the direct primary care model? two, pros and cons of a direct primary care model, and three, is direct primary care the right model for you? Let's get into it. What is direct primary care? Direct primary care is a financial arrangement made directly between a patient and a healthcare provider. It takes the healthcare insurance companies out of the process, eliminating the need for patients and providers to file health insurance claims. Patients who use direct primary care don't pay monthly health insurance premiums or copays. Instead, they pay their health care provider a monthly fee. Memberships typically include primary care services, including clinic visits, virtual consultations, direct access to your PCP, longer and more thorough visits, a true partnership in care. Direct primary care providers don't bill insurance companies as they don't accept any form of insurance as they typically don't have contracts with them. That said, many patients who use a DPC model may also enroll in a high deductible plan to cover any medical services they may need that are not covered by direct primary care. On average, costs may range from $30 to $300 a month depending on whether it's for an individual or family membership. Groups may offer discounts if payment is made quarterly or annually. The membership fee eliminates patients feeling like they're just another number in the queue or being rushed through robotic appointments. It allows for individualized care as patients typically have direct access 24-7 to their PCP via personal line and allows for collaboration and having that true doctor-patient relationship. Now, you may be asking what specifically are the services that are covered. Now, this may vary, so always do your research, but typically services covered are 
One, common medical issues such as colds, flu, rashes, joint injuries, annual exams, or just common concerns, and you want to meet with your doctor to address, define next steps, or put your mind at ease. Two, keeping on top of preventative screenings such as mammograms, colonoscopies, pap smears, and EKGs. Three, defining a customized long-term plan for managing a chronic condition. Four, addressing minor procedures such as a mole removal, joint injections for knee or back pain, and minor stitches or wound care. Five, additional services may include migraine issues, sleep disorder, diabetes care, care, or weight loss goals and smoking cessation. Six, coordination of any specialized care needed outside of primary care. And seven, there may also be care provided at more affordable cost. An example, let's say you need a complete blood count test or CBC. That would cost you $50 to $60 in a corporate hospital, whereas in a deep direct primary care clinic, they offer the same test for only $1 to $3. In addition, prescription drugs may be offered at wholesale cost. Let's say an antihistamine medicine that may cost you $14.43 per tablet for 10 milligrams at a primary care clinic may only cost you $1.08 per tablet at a direct primary care clinic. So this sounds great, but is this model too good to be true? Pros and cons of the direct primary care model. Now, there are definitely some pros and cons to consider before considering a direct primary care model. I mean, there are definitely financial risks, but there are also potential rewards, and there are several aspects of direct primary care to consider before considering this model for your healthcare needs. I'll make a note that there are many resources and videos that I'm adding in the resource section. So if you don't feel like you're getting all the details that you're looking for, make sure and check those out because I think you'll find those uh, resources helpful. Now, here's a pro. More time with your healthcare provider. Direct primary care physicians can avoid the time normally spent preparing and filing insurance paperwork, which is typically a 45% administrative burden for most practices per payer. Without this hassle, this allows more in-depth visits and consultations with their patients. Direct primary care practices also typically have fewer patients than those accepting insurance. Providers can get to know their patients, health history, and healthcare concerns, creating opportunities for more personalized care. A con, you'll still need an insurance plan. The monthly fee covers the primary care consultations, but if you need any additional testing, procedures, or medication, you'll likely be on the hook for that cost. That's why you'll probably need to pair your direct primary care membership with some sort of insurance plan. Many direct primary care patients also have a high deductible health plan. Now, you may be asking, but I thought the whole purpose was to not have to pay the monthly health insurance premiums. Here's something to consider. Let's say Mary is opting for the direct primary care model. If Mary is in a car accident and is rushed to the ER, she would be responsible for those costs. Now, she can certainly follow up with her direct primary care provider, but if she needs specialty care, follow-up surgery, this can add up, and this is where the high deductible health plan comes in to offer that safe harbor. Now, the monthly fee to the direct primary care and the monthly fee for the high deductible plan may still be less than buying a full health insurance plan. So something to keep in mind. Pro, upfront pricing. With a traditional health insurance plan, a patient typically leaves a doctor's office without knowledge of exactly what and how much their insurance will be billed. 
After deductibles or co-pays are applied and discounts are negotiated between the provider and insurance company, the patient receives an explanation of benefits of what to pay for the visit. Direct primary care eliminates that confusion. Patients know the exact monthly cost of membership as well as a flat fee, if any, for visits or additional services like that blood test we mentioned earlier. This fee does not vary based on the services provided. A con. Membership doesn't count toward a deductible. The IRS currently categorizes direct primary care and its monthly membership fee as a health plan, so the monthly cost is not eligible to go toward a deductible if you also carry a high-deductible health insurance coverage. A pro, accessibility and convenience. Direct primary care patients usually have access to same-day and next-day visits, 30 to 60-minute appointments, and the option to call, email, text, or video chat with a provider 24-7. In traditional health insurance plans, many doctors don't provide this much accessibility because it's difficult to bill for phone or video visits. Now, during COVID, the public health emergency allowed for many exceptions, but with this ending on May 11, 2023, these exceptions may be eliminated in a traditional setting. A pro, addressing financial concerns. If you can't afford a monthly payment of $800 a month with an $8,000 deductible, then paying a monthly fee may seem more reasonable and offer peace of mind if you want to make sure you have access to a PCP. But the con to that is if you need care beyond what a direct primary care model provider offers, say you need to see a cardiologist, then you'll likely have to pay out of pocket. Direct primary care model isn't right for you. Because patients using direct primary care can typically text or call their provider at any time, this option may be appealing to a range of people. For example, families with small children or patients who travel frequently or elderly patients who can't travel to the doctor. However, because direct primary care memberships are usually paired with that high deductible health plan, it may not be the best choice for people who need specialized care who have, or who have complex medical issues. Direct primary care may be best for those patients who are generally healthy and need to see a primary care physician for routine visits or short-term health issues. So if you already have or are considering a health, a high deductible health plan, getting a direct primary care membership may be a good option to limit cost of physicals and other routine visits to the doctor. Let's look at a few scenarios where DPC works and where it may be a risk. Scenario one. Lucy is 34 years old and left her corporate job and is opting out of COBRA and choosing to purchase a plan on the exchange. As she looks at options, she is blown away at the cost of a very basic plan that requires a monthly fee of $645 with a $7,000 deductible. Thankfully, she does not have any health issues and is prompt about following up with preventative care with her annual visit and preventative test. She hears about the DPC model and likes the cost of the monthly membership and building the relationship with her provider to continue to be proactive in her health. Thankfully, she does not need to see a specialist, but knows that this is a risk should she, she develop some issue. But she's willing to take the chance as she believes that by being proactive and making sure she stays on top of preventative tests, she's managing her health. So in this scenario, Lucy's going with a direct primary care plan and she understands the risk of something outside of, of the direct primary care coverage, that that would be her financial responsibility. Scenario two, 
John manages his own construction business, and he's received eight new projects, and things are very promising from a financial perspective. As a business owner, John does not provide health care insurance for his employees, but does give a bonus so his employees can choose the best plan. John is an avid road cyclist and believes that he is at the top of his game health-wise. That said, he's 53 and road road cycling, while good for his heart, has been a challenge for his knees, and his left knee is bone on bone, and he knows that a knee replacement is likely in his future. He has opted for the DPC model, knowing that a specialist care with an orthopedic surgeon and the surgery will go above and beyond his membership, but he's had a good year and is willing to pay the out-of-pocket cost of 12K for the surgery. The way John looks at it is for a high deductible plan, he would pay $645 times 12 for the year equals $7,740 with a $9,000 deductible. So if we add the $7,740, which is his monthly payments, plus a $9,000 deductible, that's $16,740, which is more than his surgery and visits with his orthopedic surgeon. Now, he also knows that anything can happen, but financially, he's in a good place and wants to focus on the physician and patient relationship, so a DPC model works for him. Scenario three, Shirley is a single mom with two teenage daughters. She has launched her own craft blogging website and membership and is bringing in a nice monthly salary. She loves the idea of a direct primary care model as she's had several issues with insurance companies dealing with disputes on claims and prior authorization issues that have been a hassle. So getting out of the health insurance politics sounds like a great option. The longer visits and access to PCP, her primary care physician, is appealing, but as Shirley does the math on the monthly dues and a a high deductible health plan, it just doesn't work for her. With two teenage daughters and looking back at the prior, prior year with three ER trips due to accidents as both her girls play soccer, this doesn't seem like the smartest option. The risk is just too high, and she feels more comfortable with a full insurance plan, but will keep the DPC plan in mind as a potential supplement to her existing plan in the future, as she really likes the kind of service she can receive from her provider. I hope these scenarios help make you aware of alternative options that are out there. Currently, there are over 1,000 practices participating in direct primary care in 48 states. The American Medical Association states that this number will continue to increase. If you're interested in this type of program, you can go to the Direct Primary Care Coalition or the DPC Frontier Mapper. These are two resources to help you locate a direct primary care practice in your area, and I'll make sure and link to these in the show notes. In our future episodes, I am so excited. I am finalizing some interviews with some awesome guests to share their knowledge with you and add to this podcast to make sure that you're continuing to get the knowledge you need to make smart healthcare choices. For our next episode, we are going to talk about mental health options and how to get care if you have limited funds or no health insurance. Until next time, get savvy. 